Welcome to Adult Fluent. I'm Kizzy, your host. Some say being an adult is like folding a fitted sheet, trying to make sense and order out of something that wasn't meant to be perfectly folded. The goal of the Adult Fluent podcast is to make your learning curve of life easier so you can become adult fluent and not only fold that sheet, but breathe easy knowing you don't have to have all of the answers because no one does. So you are in luck. Our guests include those who have appeared on Tiwa Gary V, an Ivy League professor who started out as a rapper, a podcaster with over 3.5 million downloads a month, a successful movie actor, TikTok influencers with 1 million plus followers, those who've battled depression and won, and real estate investors with tips to create a real estate portfolio from nothing and more. If you'd like to learn how to become adult fluent from real people with real stories and with real tips, you're in the right place. Otherwise, you might as well stick around because you've come this far. Let's get started with the episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Kizzy Dominguez, and we have Chelsea Preston with us today. <laughs> Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks. Welcome. So how are you doing today? I'm good, good. The uh, the leaves are changing around here because it's fall in Boston. <laughs> so I'm just enjoying the weather before the winter comes. <laughs> I can only imagine all that snow. It'll be my first winter in the Northeast. So I think I've prepared and bundled up and got enough coats, but I, I still don't think I'm prepared enough uh, the way everybody's talking about how cold it's going to get here. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, winter time. Mm-hmm. So you, you said it, it's going to be your first winter. So does that mean like you're from a warm weather climate? Because I think you're from like, are you from Mississippi? I am. I'm from um, southern Mississippi, about an hour right outside New Orleans. It's a small town called Biloxi. Um, lived there and went to, to school, college for most of my life. I'm kind of a military brat, moved around a little bit, but my whole family's from Mississippi and Alabama. And then I moved out to Los Angeles for two years. So warm weather there too. Uh, and then I moved to Boston in August. So just a couple months now. Um, and this will be my first winter here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. Extreme to the other across the country. <laughs> Those are big extremes, oh, yeah. like really big extremes. Like what took you, what took you to, to like where you are now? Like what, why did you leave like beautiful California? Oh, yes. I, I love the weather there. I'm like, if I could just take the weather with me anywhere I go. <laughs> um, well, I moved out of California over two years ago from Mississippi, and I was I was working. I, I went to college there, um, got a great job uh, with the credit union. I was in the marketing department, loved the people I worked with, loved the, the place that I worked. Um, I was there for a couple of years. But I just felt like I needed something different. I needed to get out of my hometown. Um, I just, I just kind of, it, it's a weird feeling, feeling like you grew up somewhere, but you don't fit. Um, I always, I have a great group of friends, family, everybody's there, but it was always something that I felt like I just didn't fit in, um, in a way, uh, even though I was surrounded by loved ones. Decided to go to California and just take a leap. I'm one of five. I have four brothers. So one of my brothers lives out in California and I went to visit him and kind of check out the Santa Monica area. And within three, maybe right at four weeks, I 
I put in my notice for my job, packed up and moved because I knew <laughs> if I didn't just go ahead and do it, <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. So I was out there for about two and a half years uh, working for a startup company. It was amazing, um, great experience. And that's when I met my boyfriend. He is from New Jersey, but loves Boston because he went to college in Boston. And when we met, he just always said, I'm going to go back to the East Coast. I'm going to go back to Boston. I'd never been to Boston in my life. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we kind of decided together. We, we knew we, we were the one, the quote unquote. Um, and so when the whole COVID thing happened, we just kind of decided we need to go ahead and, and take the leak and take this time to go ahead and move over east. So came out here and visit once. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm here <laughs> in Boston. So wow. like, where did this come from? Like this spontaneity? I don't, you know, my mom is very spontaneous, extremely spontaneous. She had four kids by the time she was 24. So she started at 16 and had us back to back. I'm the, you know, I'm the youngest and she almost kind of grew up like my best friend and she loved to travel. I mean, even, even at a young age, I mean, I went to 11 different schools before I graduated high school. I mean, we moved around a lot. <laughs> and I think even though I, we kind of settled in Mississippi, I, we settled there when I was 12 or 13. And I, I love the small little hometown. I always knew there was just so much out there because of how my mom raised me. And my mom's, you know, she's like, go travel the world, go see, go do before you have kids. Cause I, I couldn't do that. You know, kind of one of those things that she never got to do it. And I'm thankful for that because I was never scared to just up and move. Cause I, I, I'm a planner up to an extent. Um, I believe everything is just going to work out. And sometimes i go with the flow a little too much and don't plan. So I just kind of believe and have faith in, in my gut. And I knew that this was this was the move for me. So I didn't have anything in place. I didn't have a job, didn't have an apartment. Um, when I moved to Boston, my boyfriend already owns a condo here, but we didn't want to live together yet. We're still very fresh, very new. We've only know, known each other like two years. So I knew I wanted to get my own place. So uh, moving across the country and getting my own place was a shock, I think, to my friends and family. But I knew that I, I knew what was good for me. And that was all I kind of knew in my heart. And I just kind of went with it and believe that's all going to work out. So it has so far. <laughs> well, that's great because yeah. that's such a that's a leap. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, kind of being from the South, I. Uh, which they're very, very supportive, of course, but they're like, you're going to move cross country and not even live with them. I'm like, no, I need to, you know, I need to live on my own for a little bit longer. And also we need to date for a little bit longer, you know? So we, I think it's whatever works for you and that person, you don't really have to explain yourself. And, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then I had a great experience in Boston and, you know, I'd learn the city and who knows, I, I might love the city and stay here, but I, I believe it'll all work out. Well, it seems like it. Like how, so how did you like find a job? How did you find an apartment? Like that, that just seems like, yeah. whew, I'm getting it. Like that, just, that would, I would be so panicked. I know. And it's tough during COVID because I'm like, okay, I'm going to move here during COVID where no one wants to meet in person. No one wants to talk. No one wants to, you know, and as an adult female, um, I'm sure as a male as well, but it is tough to meet friends when you're, you know, at a school or at a college. I mean, it's just like so hard to, you know, meet friends um, in a new place. So um, I use, I just use my, my network. I just started looking back at 
who I knew from college, who had, I had a group of friends that I knew moved all over Colorado, Atlanta, Boston, um, and found a girl that I, I went to college with. And I just messaged her on Facebook and said, Hey, I'm moving to Boston. I saw that you just moved there. I haven't talked to you in like seven years. Um, but do you have any advice? Do you know anyone looking for a roommate? I mean, that, that was the only thing I, I could think of. Um, and luckily she had a recruiter that she put me in contact with and he helped me, um, find a job, um, find an apartment, find the area that I wanted to live in. Uh, it was great. It kind of all just worked out, but that was the first thing I could think of is just go back and, and see who I knew lived here. <laughs> well, I mean, that's great. And the fact that they were, she was like, okay, Oh yeah. Oh, she's great. She, and now she's like one of my best friends. I've only been here for two months and we hang out every weekend. <laughs> oh, that's Wow. Yeah. She was a couple of years older than me, um, in school. So I, I really wasn't close to her, but now it's, it's crazy how things work out. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're two months in, so do you, are you happy so far? Yes. I, um, we, my boyfriend, and I talk about this all the time is, it's so crazy how, we knew this would work, but it is, it's a different level of happiness that I've, I've never actually felt. I actually never thought that this was possible to just feel so content and so happy and like where I am in life. I mean, I turn 30 next year and I'm so excited to turn 30 and all my friends are like, that's so weird. Like how, why are you excited to turn 30? I'm like, because I'm just so happy at where I am. Yes. Everything is still, you know, not, I, I don't have a house or all these things that people think that you should have to be fulfilled but I'm so fulfilled to a level of, of like happiness. I never even thought was possible. And honestly, I think it's because I, I took these leaps and I took these chances and I said, you know what? I, I want to do this. I know I don't have all the details yet, but this is something I'm just going to follow my gut and follow my heart. And it, it was the best decision. I mean, even when I moved out to LA, the first probably five or six months were the hardest. I mean, they were so hard. I mean, I moved away from my family, my friends, there was, times where I was really down and, and depressed. I didn't know anybody. I was going to work and home and work and home. And on the weekends, I was taking my dog for a hike. I was just alone all the time, you know, and it was, it was hard. You just got to push through that. So I, I said, when I moved out there, I was like, I can move anywhere. If I can get through this, I can move anywhere. Um, so I think Boston was less scary to move to because I actually moved with somebody in a sense that instead of, you know, moving all by myself or, you know, I had to push through those first few months. But I mean, this is, it is, it's insane how happy and content that I am right now. I'm like, I don't want this feeling to ever go away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's awesome because so many people are unhappy. They look at a milestone birthday, whether it's 21, it's 30, it's 40, it's 50. They're like, oh, <laughs> I know, I know. And everybody's like, I cannot believe how excited you are to turn 30. I'm like, I, you know, I'm so happy with where I am in life. And it's because I just trusted myself. You know, you hear, you have so many people in your ears and, you know, like even, even my family love them to death. They're like, you're not going to live with this guy yet. No, because I don't want to, you know, and, and no, because I believe that our, that's not our path yet. And, and he feels the exact same way. You know, we're going to go with what works for us. And I feel like if you always go with what works for you, because there's so many different like outside influences in your life, your best friend, which you trust them, of course, you're going to trust your mom and your dad and your, your best friend. But you, at the end of the day, I think, you know, over anybody else, significant other, you know, 
what is best for you. And I think that I've always followed my heart and that's, that's why I am so content and happy with where, you know, everything is right now. Wow. Mm. I mean, and you can sense it too. Mm. I mean, you can sense it through, you know, the audio, through the video. I mean, that just, it's just, it's, it's just definitely gotta be that. It's just gotta be, it's just so reinforcing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, you know, in your later twenties and early thirties, especially females, and especially being from the South, um, you just feel so much pressure. And I do think in a way I want, I want, I don't want to say like running away from it, but I wanted to get away from that. When I moved to California, I wanted, I, I knew I saw my friends getting married and having kids, which is great. You know, I think that that makes you happy. Awesome. I just knew that's not where I was at that moment. Um, and I just think that like it, it, it worked for me. And if, if you're wondering where you should be in your twenties and thirties, I think you are exactly where you should be and you should take that in and say, you know what? Yeah. I don't, I'm not checking the boxes of being married or having kids or wherever you want to be, you know, owning a house, you know, whatever the the situation is and be happy with where you are. Cause you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I think it's hard for people to realize that and really understand it. Um, they just get so caught up in where, you know, society says they should be. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get caught up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so easy. How are you able to get out of that? I, for me personally, I just took a lot of alone time. When I was in Mississippi, I was so caught up with um, my family and my friends. We were go, go, go. And I, I remember sitting down before I even decided to move. Just one day I was like, I didn't feel like I owned my life. Um, every weekend, you know, I had a baby shower or I had a friend's birthday or I had like a family event and every weekend, I mean, for weeks and months straight, I had an event like, you know, booked because of someone was getting married. There was a rehearsal dinner. There was, I mean, just something. And I stopped one day and I just, I realized I was like, I'm not actually happy. I'm just, I felt like I was going through the motions. So another reason, I mean, there's many reasons I, I wanted to move, but like another reason I wanted to move was to be alone, you know? And a lot of people were like, Oh, you, you wanted to be alone. I wanted my, my weekends. I want to take over my life again. You know, if I wanted to sit around and do nothing all weekend, I didn't want to feel guilty that I didn't go to, you know, some type of like event, a wedding shower, a wedding or whatever the case may be. If I want to go on a hike, if I want to do something healthy for myself, you know, take a day to reflect, read. Like, I, I don't remember the last time I read a book before I moved to California, you know, and that's something that I enjoy that, you know, everybody has their different hobbies. And I lost myself in this routine of just pleasing everybody else that I didn't even know what I like to do anymore. So for how I got there was literally removing myself from everyone I loved. Like I do have the best family and friends um, in the world. They're like the best support system, but I had to remove myself and be alone and say, who is Chelsea? Like, you know, you, you go through the motions of getting in college, you're in college, you get out of college, you're trying to find a job, you know, just going through all these motions that I feel like where I was in my early twenties is just loss, which a lot of people are. Um, and I had to take that time alone. I mean, it really was probably six months of 
most weekends I was by myself. I was seeing friends on Snapchat and Instagram, just partying, you know, on Friday and Saturdays, I was like crying because I missed everybody, you know, all the events that I wanted to get away from, you know, the brunches and the, you know, the Saturday football games because Southern football is huge, which is not, you know, SEC is not as big if you're not in the South that I, I learned <laughs> moving away. Um, but yeah, you know, the football games and the tailgating, I missed all that, but I wouldn't take it. I would never take it back for the world. I mean, even even the, the, the downtimes where I was crying and missing everybody, I needed that. I needed to kind of find myself, you know, again in a way because I wouldn't be where I w- am right now if I didn't. Wow. I mean, I mean that's so powerful because it's easy to run away from that does that need to to find yourself and to be alone it can be scary and i feel like a lot of people kind of get in the routine you know you you look at your calendar and you're like i don't even own my 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 weekends anymore or i don't even own my time anymore everyone else around me does um and i feel like you know sometimes people get so lost in it that it's easy it was easy for me to fall in the same routine um i actually dated a guy for six years when i lived in mississippi and i think one of the, the the things that held us together was our routines of being with our friends and family because it was so just comfortable you know it wasn't even it got to the point where it wasn't like we thought we were in to be we weren't even looking at moving in together or, or getting a place together we were just in a routine that um we had we had so much of our our uh schedule was together on the weekends or our friends were all in the same friend group that it was easy to just stay in that i don't know if you want to call like a rut or what and not think about what actually makes me happy what do i actually want because you're thinking you're, you're making yourself happy by going to these events and pleasing everybody else and showing up um that is almost i think it's almost easier to stay and do that than remove yourself and and be by yourself in my in my opinion because i never felt like i was like super happy you know in in those places it was it was crazy to think it was more of a dark sad in a way place being surrounded by friends and family which you would think it's the opposite you know um now when i go home i i like i cry when i leave you know <laughs> I, I love seeing everybody and it's hard to leave but you know i i know who i am now and, and i'm confident and, and happy with that so and do they do they visit have they visited yet oh yeah i probably see everybody every three to four months i mean we haven't gone more than probably four months since i moved you know over two years ago without seeing my mom at least my mom i don't think my mom would survive if it was longer than that <laughs> and i have friends i have a friend actually that's last week was my birthday so she's coming in town this week um to celebrate and it's her first time to boston so i mean i will at least have like a friend come in town every few months i have to talk them into it though because they they're just like me i was so caught up in the schedule like oh i have this this weekend you know so <laughs> But it's great that, well, first, you know, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Happy belated birthday. And it's good that they at least, like, you kind of provide that cushion. Like, okay, if you can do it, I can do it. Not go to the the events for the weekend and go and see you in Boston. Yeah. And, and you know, what's crazy is, is leaving and seeing how many people in my hometown that were like acquaintances or I knew someone that knew them and, you know, somehow, some way we follow each other on like a social media site. And I've posted, um, you know, 
I'm leaving, leaving LA and I've had a great time. And you know, the, the post, like this was the best decision for me. And I'll have like a lot of girls they'll message me that I haven't talked to in years. And they're like, I just saw that you, you took this big leap and it gives me confidence that I could do the same thing. And I would have never in a million years thought, you know, that they were thinking the same thing or they needed that, or they, they even really knew who I was, you know? <laughs> so it, it's crazy to think that how many people are kind of quiet in it. And I, I you know, I was hoping I, I gave that kind of comfort and and say confidence for some people um because it, it wasn't hard i mean i mean it wasn't easy for me to make that decision it was very hard um but i i knew that it was it was the one for me so i just hope that a lot of people you know think the same thing when they see that um and so i i ended up starting to post more about my adventures and what i was doing um, because I felt like it, it helped people as well as, you know, my, my family loves keeping up. So, <laughs> you know, to that, it's like, we're socialized to talk about like the, okay, the plans for like school or career or marriage and not really pushed as much to talk about, like, I don't think I, you know, I don't know if I want to live where I grew up or I may want to just move somewhere and not know how it's going to work out. It's like people judge that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that if you move away and it's not for you and you want to go back home, I don't think anybody should judge you for that. You know, I, when I moved away and, you know, I, I lived in two different parts of LA, I lived in one part of LA and LA is a big melting pot. Like it's hard to find a native from, you know, from Los Angeles, <laughs> everybody's from all over. And yeah. I discovered that so many people, and this could be anywhere you live, I'm sure in any city, um, just my experience personally, uh, I like to say that because some people, you know, don't always have the same experience, is that a lot of people just did not like their hometowns, you know, like, oh, this is so much better. I hate my hometown. It's so small. Everybody knows each other. And I, <laughs> I don't say that because I love my hometown and I love where I'm from. And I couldn't say enough great things about where I'm from because they're great people They're, I mean, like people care about you. They're there for you. If you need something like you have a huge like phone book of people that would just pick up and say, yeah, where are you at? I'll, you know, help you right now. Um, and the older that I get, the more I appreciate that, you know, I grew up in a great community where the, not just like coaches and teachers cared about you, but like even parents of friends of acquaintances, they cared about you and your well being. So I grew up in a great small town, but if I, if I left and decided to come back, no one would say, you know, oh, it didn't work out. Like, look what Chelsea did. She tried it out and it didn't work out. You know, I mean, my friends are literally begging me to come back home. Like, are you done with this? I remember my best friend after the she was dying because I left. She was like, okay, are you done with this little, you know, let me go find myself thing. <laughs> are you going to come back home? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. But I honestly, I still can't go more than four months without going home. So it says like a lot in a way too. Um, but I would say, don't be scared, you know, to, to get out there. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it's a failure. I can't, I cannot stand that. It does not mean it's a failure. It means you got out there and you experienced something that no one else did. They stayed right there and they, they didn't, you know, have the, the confidence enough or the gut or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I don't have to get their, put themselves out there. And you did, you went to somewhere that you don't know. Maybe, you know, a couple of people, you put yourself out there to meet people. I mean, like I had to actively 
go and try to meet people. And a lot of people don't understand how hard that is, especially in a big city, you know, to just put yourself, it's scary. You're, you're vulnerable. You're, you're new to the area. For me, everybody was making fun of my accent, which I don't really think I have an accent, but you know, it was, it was, it's one of those things that I feel like if you don't do it, you're always going to wonder why. So don't be scared if you do come back because you tried it out and guess what? You got to experience things that people didn't or see places. Like if I didn't move to California, I wouldn't have seen half the beautiful, you know, sites that I was able to see. So I, I would say, you know, just go, go with what you would like to do and don't, don't care what people uh, think. And if they think it's a failure, then, you know, that's their stupidity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is. Cause it's, that no regrets is so powerful because it seems like you don't have at this point you have like no regrets no no and like I said I mean I was severely like homesick and there was like I said there was a lot of times I was very depressed and the first six months was the hardest I would do it all over again I would literally do all that all the the tears the homesick I mean I would do it all over again because sometimes you have to go through that to if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be so okay with being alone. I mean, when I was back home, I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to always be with somebody. And, you know, I was always seeing what my friends were doing, what my family doing. I didn't even like sitting around the house by myself, which is so crazy now because I'm like, I need my alone time. I need, you know, I need my time to, to read. I need my relaxing kind of me time. I didn't even know what me time was, you know, when, when I lived in Mississippi and I didn't like it. And I think that was a major sign too, is the, the almost like a scared or like sickening feeling when you're, when you're going to be alone. I used to get that, you know, like on Sundays when everybody would go their separate ways and get ready for the week. And I was at my apartment by myself. I hated it. I would call my mom and say like, what are you doing? And go sit, sit with her and just watch TV because I didn't want to be by myself. So I think it's a good thing. No, it's a very good thing. Yeah. Because it, it's so easy to do that, mm -hmm. to, to, to just, you just want to be around other people. And yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, and then it just becomes a routine, as you said. Yeah. And I think that most people do want to surround themselves by other people all the time, but I think there is a line for me, at least, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but there is a line you should see, you know, is, is this healthy for me? Is it, is it bad that I don't want to be alone? You know, is, is there something that's underlying that is there that you're kind of like hiding from yourself? For me, it was the, the relationship that I was in. It was so comforting that I don't think I just wanted to be alone. I don't think I really wanted to be in it. I just didn't want to be alone, you know, and that was something I just didn't, I, I didn't think that was a, an underlining reason why we should just break up. Nothing was wrong. You know, nothing at all was wrong. It was just not meant to be, but I didn't want to be alone. So I think you have to kind of sit back and ask yourself those questions. And they're tough questions. No one wants yeah. to admit that, you know, I, I, I always say like, you actually know way before you make a decision, you know, like I knew that that relationship should have probably ended three years before it did. I knew that it wasn't like he was not the one for me, you know, and I knew I was, I should have got out of my hometown a lot sooner than I did, but it took me a while to like kind of 
build myself up to make those decisions and be confident enough. So I think in your gut, you, you know, so once I started trusting my gut after, after I made that move, it was like gut feeling, go, gut feeling, go like right away. I don't even waste time anymore. So that's probably why it seems so like spontaneous. I just moved to Boston all of a sudden. So, you know, I'm like, if it works out, it works out. If it does, it does it. I'm not going to overthink it, you know? So. Wow. Well, I mean, that, that is, that's just tremendous. That is just, <laughs> I love that because it it is it's it's hard mm -hmm. it's hard to have that mirror and say okay you know i've let this go by three years now i gotta go like i gotta make this decision that's that's hard oh yeah definitely for anybody you know in any situation um sometimes it's even family um the older that i get i, I used to get so upset when i was younger and say, why is my family this way? Why, you know, distance family, you know, um, maybe immediate, whatever it is. I got older and I realized, you know, you can't choose your family. And if you need to distance yourself from your family, that is okay. And I'll, I think a lot of people will say like, oh, this is my brother. This is my mom. This is, you know, like my, my grandmother, whatever the case may be, I can't turn my back on them. And I don't think it's turning your back on anybody. It's distancing yourself and you can still love them from afar. And I honestly think families and, you know, significant others, that's the hardest thing to do is to kind of bring yourself to say, this is not healthy for me. And I'm going to have to put myself first, you know? Yes, I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I We have this special segment in the podcast. Mystery question from the fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So I have at least one. Okay, okay. okay. I'm just going to get... I feel like I always grab these. Here, I'm grabbing them. Okay. Okay. Um, Mystery question time. <laughs> I have an orange one for you. Okay. Okay, this is a fun one. What is your favorite food? Um, I feel, I feel so basic saying sushi. Um, <laughs> but I, that is not basic. Um, I, honestly, probably crawfish. Uh, and you know, it's not big everywhere, so I think that's why, why it's my favorite food. When I moved out to California, I was like, y'all don't have crawfish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love crawfish. I could probably eat it all day. That's got to be my favorite food. So that's it. Oh, I love them. Yeah. I'm like, I love getting my hands dirty, eating with my hands. I don't care. I'm ladylike. This is how you eat crawfish. <laughs> and then the, the, the crawfish with like the boil with the corn. Yes. Yes. I have a sausage, mushroom, asparagus, all that in the boil. It's good. <laughs> That sounds really good. Okay. What does it mean to you to, what does it mean to be an adult? Um, to be an adult. Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I honestly, um, I don't think that there's like a certain age when you're an adult, you know, it's not 18. It's not 21. It's kind of like, I feel like it's almost when you understand yourself. I mean, there are like 16 year olds who have startup companies and I feel like they're more adult than me. You know, they know what they want. They understand, you know, the world in a different way than a lot of 16 year olds. And I feel like that makes them so mature and adult like in a way. Um, I didn't really feel like I was an adult until I quote unquote, like found myself. Um, I, I think that it's, it's when you get to a point where you don't, 
care about what anybody thinks. You're going to do what you need to do to fulfill yourself, to follow your heart, to make you happy. Because, you know, even, I mean, there's even 40 and 40, 50 year olds that still care so much about what everybody in their town thinks, you know, and, and I feel like sometimes it's very immature of them. And I don't feel like they're very adult, like, you know, in that way. And, and I've, so I feel like being an adult is knowing what you want, knowing what's good for you. And that could come at any age and just following your heart. Oh, <laughs> is there anything else, um, Chelsea, that you would like to share with our listeners, with viewers, or something else that you wish that I asked and didn't ask? I know we touched on like mental health earlier before we got on and you said you were doing a few things. And I, and I think that's amazing. Honestly, it's not talked about enough. And it's something that I think almost most people, I don't want to say everybody, but most people, like even myself, like I said, I, I was very depressed for a long time. I have a great family, but it's very, my family's very messy in a lot of ways. There's, if, if you were to look at me, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't even understand, not even understand. I would say would not believe the things that I've gone through with my family. And it's not that I've like hit it. It's that I I know how to deal with it better than say like some of my brothers who they struggle with mental health. It's in our family. Our family struggles with addiction. I've had three or four different family members in and out of prison. I've had to visit family members in prison, you know, between drugs and alcohol and it weighs on you and, and your mental health. If you're struggling with it, you know, day to day, my mother struggles from depression and you know, it's something that I feel like because I've seen it, I've had to actively make sure I don't get into that state. And so, and it is something that I honestly have to work on, but it doesn't mean that it's not out there. And it doesn't mean you can like, you, you can't look at somebody and say, oh, they're mentally healthy. I'm, I'm in sales. I could talk to a brick wall. You know, I, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty outgoing. I've moved all over, as you know. Um, and I feel like it's, it's pretty easy for me to meet people. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's days that I'm, I'm super down. There's days that like, you know, I, I don't even know why I'm sad. There's sometimes that I'm sad for no reason, which makes no sense, you know? Um, but I know that that is something that runs in my family. And I, and I think it's great that you, you bringing that to life and, and you're talking about it because it's really not talked about enough. So just want to say, I think that's awesome. <laughs> oh, well, th well, thank you. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, you know, I have uh, addiction, mental health also runs in my family and, um, um, yeah, so I, I, I really, really appreciate that because we don't we don't talk enough about it. And there's you know, you can't look at someone. There's there's nothing like that. We all it, we all go through different things. And I just really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I feel like we're almost scared to talk about. We don't want people to know that side of us because it is vulnerable and it's personal. And, you know, I mean, I, I talked to counselors and therapists, you know, for years through my parents' divorce. And it was, it was one of those things that, you know, if you don't talk about it, then it bottles up inside and, and it's just not good for you. So I think it's great that, you know, you're talking about it more and, and kind of bringing it alive. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Cause it's needed. It's mm -hmm. there's the, while there's, plethora of information available online throughout the world mm -hmm. it's different to really 
hear it. Yeah. And to really understand that it's more than just words on a piece of paper or a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, you know, it's way more than that. So I, I just, again, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, thank you. And where can people find you online? My Instagram is Chelsea Lachey. Um, I spell my name a little different. C-H-E-L-S-E-Y. And Lachey is L-A-S-H-A-E. That's my middle name. <laughs> I don't currently have any platforms or anything right now. You know, you saw me on the Gary Vee show and I follow him and, and listen to him every single day. There's, I've wanted to start my own blog. I do bookkeeping on the side for myself. I work for myself and also work for a company. Um, so I'm kind of a, I do a, a, few, a lot of little things. So I'm just trying to figure out really my niche um and where i want to be ultimately um so i i think that like going on gary Vee was was very helpful for me but yeah right now i don't i don't have anything out there besides my instagram <laughs> okay well i appreciate it i i can't again thank you so much for being on and i encourage everyone to connect with you thank you thank you thank you for listening to the adult fluent podcast hosted by me kizzy Thanks to our special guests for sharing their story as I know you found it valuable. Help us to continue to share our message by practicing SRS, which stands for subscribe to the Adult Fluent Podcast, review an episode, and share Adult Fluent with at least two of your friends or two people you kind of like. By subscribing to the Adult Fluent Podcast, you will receive the latest episode to keep you inspired and adult fluent. Until next time, remember everything is possible.